Welcome everybody to True Exact Show. I'm here with Brian, and uh, we're joined back by a friend of the show, uh, Bill Oakley. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm great. I'm excited to be back here. And also, let me add that I love the shirt that you guys sent me, and I walk around Portland wearing it all the time. So anybody who sees that True Exact shirt uh, knows that it's probably me. I don't right. think there's too many other important, too many other true experts here in Portland. So, <laughs> thank you. I might have to send you out some uh, hats then, and you could just nice. out on the streets. About hats. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Bill, last time we talked about the Simpsons with you, but we're going to go a different route. We're actually going to talk about your uh, Steamy Awards and uh, the 2021 Steamy Awards, and um, you know what you picked, how you pick them, the categories you choose. But first, for our audience, I want you to explain what the Steamy Awards are and how you started doing them. Yes. I want to make, there's got to be a little context here. Okay. So I have, um, I still have my career being a TV writer and showrunner, by the way, this is my hobby. (laughs) So, so I I do this for fun. And basically for about four years now, I have been reviewing food on Instagram. My Instagram account, if you want to check it out, is that Bill Oakley. Um, And I make video, I make somewhat amusing videos. They're only 59 seconds long um, about fast food items. And I also post about other items um, about condiments, frozen pizzas, cheese puffs, international stuff. Uh, And people send me stuff from all all over the world. Um, If you're watching the video, you might be able to see a lot of it behind me here. I haven't gotten to it yet. Um, So I'm kind of a food critic um, of, I guess I would say comfort food is probably the broadest category. Um, And what happens is at the end of the year, um, I have an award show called the Steamies, and it's named after Steam Hams, which I wrote, obviously, that cross promotes those two things. Um, and we give it 10 awards. And it's like an award show. It's kind of like a parody of a 70s or 80s award show, like Oscars or whatever. And we have celebrity presenters. Um, there's a lot of music. I wear a tuxedo in my car in the driveway. And it, it, it's a lot of fun. And this year, we actually had more celebrities than ever. Um, and it was pretty, it, it was a pretty glamorous occasion. And in fact, now we have outstripped the Golden Globes because the Golden Globes didn't have anything this year. Right. And, and we did it. We had a far more star-studded event that was far more entertaining than theirs. So now uh, we've risen up in the ranks of the award shows. So next you just got to get Ricky Gervais on to talk shit about every food yep. critic for the next uh, show. <laughs> yep. That's an excellent idea for next year. Excellent yeah. idea. It'd be absolutely phenomenal. So now last time we talked, I remember you mentioned that you grew up in an area that didn't really have a lot of fast food to go to. So when you moved out to like Portland or traveled the country, is that like where you developed your taste for it and wanted to do something like this? Yes. Well, I had a taste for it. I just didn't get it. Like when I was a kid, a little kid a long time ago, there weren't nearly as many fast food restaurants just in general. And also um, I lived out in the country. So for a huge treat for your birthday, because you'd always see commercials on TV for McDonald's, McDonaldland cookies and the Grimace and all that crap. And I'd never got it. So for like a treat for my birthday, my parents would drive me to Baltimore or Washington, D.C., 60 miles away to go to McDonald's. So I loved it. Of course, I loved it. And um, even as I grew up, I still never lived all that close to any fast food restaurants. So uh, I was always a huge treat. Yes, when I go on vacation, especially when I go on vacation to the South, once in a while, I go to every fast food restaurant I can find. Um, and I do, it's an interest. It's definitely an interest of mine. Um, and you know, I eat this kind of, it's not like I'm doing it <laughs> for funsies and I, and I don't do that. I eat this kind of stuff. I eat frozen pizzas. I eat cheese puffs and I would be doing eating those anyway. But, um, I also get a kick out of turning other people onto the things I found. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool. Cause you find hidden gems and we will get to that, especially the Seven Eleven sub. Cause like, yes. I, I think that some of the best things, and I know you might not agree with us. 
I personally have not had a wing better than Applebee's in my lifetime. Now, people Ooh. might think that's crazy, but I think I've developed the taste for fake types. It's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So when I have real good wings, they don't sit with my stomach. So I think it's just plastered with heat-lamped Applebee's wings. At <laughs> so how do you pick the categories, though? And how do you narrow them down to, like, you know, 10 categories where I'm sure there's, like, 20 different types you start with? There's a, yeah, you're right. I do. And what happens is I put the categories that don't fit on the show. I put them on my Instagram story the week before. So like, you know, Instagram story is just generally photos um, in my case. And so a lot of times I do have, I have 20 categories and the 10, what that didn't fit on the show go on my Instagram story. And those this year were things like barbecue sauce of the year, things like that, that didn't quite fit in the regular show. Um, what I tried to figure out was what I do is I just kind of make a list. I kind of make a list of everything I had. And then I'm like, do I have three, three good ones <laughs> for any of these categories? And also, will this be fun to watch? Like this year, we had a number. We, there's some categories we have every year, which are the fast food categories. We have, the, we have a couple of fast food categories. We always have a condiment category. We always have disappointment of the year presented by the Doughboys. Um, and then we always have, then, I, then the other ones are, are kind of fungible, depending on what I ate. And this year we had a number, I added a couple of different mail order categories because I ate a ton of food that was mailed to me from various places that I ordered mainly from various places around the country. And also cheese puffs. I ate so many cheese puffs this year that I had a category just for cheese puff of the year. So, B Brian, you can jump at any time if you want. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was just, um, I was very blown away by the people that you had on. Uh, like before you came on, me and Scott were talking about how you got, I, I brought up, I was like, I can't believe he got the uh, guy who's playing Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movie. This is, this year we definitely had more better, we had bigger celebrities than ever before. Um, and it, it's basically, I will tell you that what happens is it's either people I know, a couple of them are people I know personally, mm -hmm. but in general, it's people who follow me on Twitter for one reason or another. People um, like, like, uh, Jesus Nice and uh, and Jeffrey Wright and uh, and Jake Capper all follow me on Twitter probably because they're such a, Jeffrey Wright. You're asking about him. He was the biggest yeah. celebrity probably we ever had. He was two years ahead of me in high school, and really? for whatever reason, he follows me on Twitter. And I asked him, and he was willing to do it. Like some years, he doesn't respond. Didn't respond at all. This year, he did. And um, so basically, it's all every one of these people is recruited by a direct message sent on Twitter. And a lot of times people don't read their direct messages. I've discovered, yeah. this is interesting. You'll notice that I have a large number of men and very few ladies on the show. And I have heard, I've just asked people around, it's like a lot of ladies, many ladies, don't even look at their DMs on Twitter because they're filled right. with dick pics. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I uh, have not gotten, I don't, I have not gotten a lot of ladies uh, despite my best efforts. And, um, I have gotten, I generally tend to get guys who are Simpsons fans because they follow me in general. And then like Jake Tapper, for instance, from CNN, right. um, uh, and they follow me and then they're, they're kind of interested in, in participating. And then also sometimes I find people like, you know, I find comedians that I like and, or in this case also, honestly, I was thrilled to get the guy. I love Better Call Saul. It's my favorite show. The yeah. guy who plays the character named Bill Oakley on, on that show, I couldn't think of a more perfect person to have. And he was so good. 
just uh, to touch on to you say women keep their DMs off because that's all they get. I also only get those type of picks. <laughs> so that's why I have my DMs wow. off as well. So anyway. I have my DMs off as well. I have had them <laughs> off for years. So there's nothing to be gained from DMs on Twitter. I mean, I do have DMs on Instagram because that's how I get all this food. Um, but I don't have them on, on, on Twitter for just that reason. I'm also kidding. I don't get any of those pictures. So <laughs> I don't get pictures, but I do get a lot of people wanting jobs. Now, I do want to touch on a few things because obviously we can't touch on every food you've eaten the past year. God knows how much you've touched. But the, this, the, the surprising sandwich of the year. How did you come across that one with the, the 7-Eleven turkey sub one? Well, I read about like, here's the thing. I read a number of there must be seven or eight sites that are like, you know, about food, the food business you know, the fast food business or um, the convenience food business. And I think I read somewhere 7-Eleven was going to introduce this sub. And I went, I was like, I, sometimes it's very hard to find stuff at 7-Eleven, but this time the first place I went, they had it. And I didn't expect it to be all that. I've had a lot of sandwiches. I actually like the sandwiches and food at 7-Eleven in general. Um, I like their, I like their hot dogs. Okay. I like their chicken salad sandwiches. So it's not like I'm a snob about their sandwiches. This, I was very curious to try this Thanksgiving. This, by the way, what, what you're referring to is the winner of the surprisingly good item of the year category presented by Jesus Nice was the Thanksgiving turkey sub from 7-Eleven. And it's, it seems like such a good idea. I don't know why somebody else didn't come up with this idea. The quick same, basically, the, 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 what has it? Uh, are just quick check national or is no. that? Yeah, we have a quick checks around here. They have some. Yeah, it's the same thing as 7-Eleven. It's just is it? quick check. Okay. They have, uh, well, basically what they did, the, the real innovation in my mind was they made the bun out of stuffing. So all the stuffing, all the, um, the flavor of the bun tasted like a big piece of stuffing, which is something that I've never seen anywhere else. I thought that was great. And then you have your turkey and you had some um, cranberry mayo on it. And this sandwich was remarkably good. Like it's the best package three packet sandwich i've ever eaten and everybody who tried it based on my recommendation agreed so it was a real stunner from and i'm you know i guess it only comes out seasonally so we won't see it again until next thanksgiving but that was a real surprise um and a real find i'm and i'm glad that i had i had a couple of them and but also you know, somebody told me you could toast them too you toast them like on a waffle iron or a panini press or whatever they're also apparently great but you know what the most important thing is with any sandwich i feel is the bread the bread is what makes everything honestly i mean you could have say you get like a chicken parm sub right the chicken could be the breaded chicken could be really good the sauce could be really good perfect amount of cheese but you get a shitty roll and it's like nah this is not so good like one that's like doughy and chewy but like you get a great roll even subpar breaded chicken on that is amazing i agree i agree with you it's totally true and then i should also add the, another kind of bread I don't like is bread that is really hard and scrapes up the top of your mouth. Oh my god! You know, so like it was Captain Crunch. Like, and that's real trendy. Like, especially when you go to sandwiches places, like uh, fancier places that serve sandwiches, they often have it on kind of a harder bread. You know, which is like an artisan bread that, and it scrapes up the top of your mouth, and it's hard enough that when you bite on the sandwich, you squish it down, stuff squirts out the sides. Yeah. I don't know why people persist in doing that, but I I don't like it. Well, that that's one thing then we could touch on where. Do you rate it like the show Chopped, where they rate by like taste, presentation, and and, <laughs> and, and ingredients? So like, if if something's really good, but it squirts and gets ketchup on your hand, does that like negate points? Like, God damn it! Like now I have to clean yeah. up. It does, right? Yeah, that actually that's what kept the Taco Bell Cantina tacos 
Alpha Steamy Awards this year. Those, I don't know if you guys had those, but they were only out for like a month. And they were basically just kind of like regular Taco Bell tacos, except on these custom fried shells. Like the shells were like these light tortillas that were so crispy that they fried just for you and they were so good. Like they were absolutely delicious. But the problem is they, the shell, as soon as you started eating it, the shell all just shattered. So I had to eat it standing in the parking. Like I knew it was going to ruin my car. So I ate it standing in the parking lot at 7-Eleven as the stuff just kind of fell out of my hands onto the ground. But those were delicious. Do you go through a, a situation where you eat like this for like a week or two and then have to eat healthy to balance it out for another week? Yeah, like detox or do you just go- I don't know. I kind of I don't really eat healthy anytime. Like when I'm not eating, like people are like, Can you eat fast food for every meal? No. I mean, I don't go there, it's inconvenient to go to fast food. At least for me, it takes an effort. I so I have fast food maybe once a week. But the rest of the time, I'm having like frozen pizzas and stuff like that and hamburgers. So it's not like I'm eating healthy the other times either. But I do eat like I generally have kind of a healthier breakfast than lunch, if that makes any difference. Like I do have you know, I have like the some healthy cereal and then I have like some sort of soup generally I don't like to have a big lunch because I'm, if I'm trying to work or trying to write it makes me kind of tired and I get sleepy and, and and it doesn't work so well so uh in general I don't have a, I don't eat a lot of huge meals um but I don't eat healthy very frequently either did you develop a taste because when you're in like a studio recording like music and you're doing like songs and it takes hours and like the quick fix is just fast food. Did you guys do that writing when you're just in a writer's room? Yes. Oh, my God. I, I think I must have told you about this last time, but I'll, I'll repeat it if I didn't. That was the only entertainment we had was the food. And the Simpsons, right? When I'm talking about in 1992, 1993, 1994 at the Simpsons, this was the era before cell phones. So you didn't like you didn't have a phone to like scroll through and entertain yourself, look at messages, look at Twitter, whatever. You got you. you There's nothing to do except maybe read newspaper or smoke, which Schwarzwelder and I both did in the room for until they banned that in 1994. Um, so like there was no entertainment, no distraction all day long, which was work, work, work. So lunch took on this outsized role. Like you, the ordering, like where are we going to go today? What restaurant are we going to order from? Because you get someone to bring it in. Um, and so there a lot of discussion of the menu, a lot of obsessing over that. And then when the lunch comes, you don't want to just have a sandwich. You want like an appetizer. You want an entree. You want a dessert. Like some people would order a one, one guy ordered a whole pie. Once occasionally would order a whole pie and have a pee, put it in the fridge and have a piece of the pie every hour or so all afternoon. And not only that, but also in the next room, there was a snack, basically a snack room. There was like, a, you know, coffee, refrigerator filled with sodas and stuff. And also you know, Oreos, M&Ms, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, that's how you would distract yourself. And when I left, when I, after I left the Simpsons, I lost 65 pounds and I'm not the only one. Like a lot of people, a lot of people got really fat working at the Simpsons. And then when they left, they got far slimmer. I'm not that slim now, but uh, at the time, I, I, like I was far fatter and I lost a lot of that weight um, because I wasn't just eating all day to entertain myself. Jeez. Now the, on the Simpsons, uh, Arby's seems to get a bad rap, and I know. It just uh, oh boy! The last okay. time now you, you, I will. So I didn't you have gave it fast. That. Uh, no, you gave no. the fast food sandwich of the year. So I know you were. Uh, I, I don't know if you were on the show when Das Bus came out, where they were like, "I'm so hungry." No. You weren't right, and that so, wasn't. Uh, boy, this thing, this thing has, has has is such a thorn in my side. The <laughs> anti Arby's thing. I'll tell you two things about this. Okay, first of all, Arby's has a bad reputation. Due to two things, 
due to the Simpsons making fun of it and John Stewart making fun of it. Wow. John Stewart on The Daily Show made fun of it all the time. And the reason is, and I'll tell you the reason I did a video about this, is because the name is funny. The name Arb gets a laugh, Arby's. Burger King, which is far more deserving of being made fun of, yeah. Does it just doesn't sound funny when you say burger? When you say Arby's, it's like it's funny. It's like saying pickle. It's like one of those things that like Krusty would teach you in Krusty's clown school. That's a funny word. It's like Kookamanga, you know, Arby's. It's a funny word. So you make fun of Arby's. And that that script, I'm trying to figure out. We've been trying to figure out who made that joke for years because every time I post anything about Arby's, I'm bombarded <laughs> with that thing. I'm so hungry I could eat Arby's from Dust Bus. Josh and I were not there, or if we were there, we were only there for an hour that week or whatever. And joke. You attribute the joke to David Cohen. I asked David Cohen to look at his first draft. His joke was not about that. His joke initially was like, I can eat a birthday cake with no frosting or something was the initial joke. So in the rewrite somewhere, somebody pitched, I'm so hungry, I could eat Arby's. We don't know who, but that person is responsible for that, is greatly responsible for that. And in any case, so- Wait, if you were in the room, if you were in the room at that time, would you have not wrote that in? You would have put an ax I I probably would have put it in, but- I wasn't a big fan of Arby's at that time. I didn't eat at Arby's either. And I didn't even start eating at Arby's uh, frequently until I started this career as a fast food person four years ago. Um, and then I went to Arby's and I was like, this place is really good. Like they got a lot of different stuff that you don't find at other fast food places. Everything I've had there is good. And they, they have a fries. wide variety of things. Yeah, their curly fries, their crinkle fries are also excellent. And, and they had their sandwiches, the roast beef and cheddar, um, the gyro I hear is great, the mozzarella sticks. There's like, there's so many things there. So like, I love Arby's. And honestly, I think you're building your way up to fast food sandwich of the year <laughs> in this conversation. It won fast food sandwich of the year and never has there been so much dissent. Like normally, normally the sandwich of the year is very clear because it's like, it's, it, for instance, it'd be Popeye's chicken sandwich. Everybody heard about it. Everybody had it universally acclaimed. But this year, I gave the award to Arby's Crispy Fish Sandwich, which not only want, but not only does it come from Arby's, the much derided Arby's, it's also a fish sandwich. And it's also only available part of the year because, you know, most fast food places just bring out their fish things for, for Lent. Yeah. Um, so, so this sandwich, this sandwich was so good. And it really surprised me. Um, and it was better than Popeye's had a Cajun flounder sandwich too that got a lot of attention. This was better than that. It has the fish is incredibly, remarkably uh, crispy. Fish is very flaky, flavorful, and there's a delicious sort of sweet Swedish tartar sauce on there. Um, so a lot of people were like, you got to be kidding. Is this a joke? <laughs> and I was like, no. And in fact, so I went again a week. They brought it back, perhaps because of me. Who knows? They brought it back suddenly for a couple of weeks. And I went and tried it again. And I had two of them. And I, once again, I stand by my statement. Arby's crispy fish sandwich, best sandwich of the year, and one of the best fast food sandwiches I've ever had. We so, anyway. have, yeah, Brian and our friend Minx used to love Arby's, and I used to be a Burger King bar guy. So, like, there was a big split between our friends. We had the Arby's affiliates and the BK buddies, and yeah. like, it was it was a very heated rivalry. And you know, for someone like you to say Arby's is good, I'm starting to rethink my stance. Ah, no, 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 no. You cannot backtrack. There's too, many, there's too much damage. There's too much damage that's done. But you're right. You don't think it, you know what happened? I went to Arby's a couple of times and the soda out of the fountain was flat and it just ruined it. Absolutely I hear you. ruined it for me. Now, what, what's the craziest thing you ordered overseas that you were recommended? 
that you ordered and you did like and didn't like? I know that the what the not the candy <laughs> here was from Australia, right? Yes, that like that. I, some of the stuff I ordered, some of the stuff I okay. So the, I'll say the good stuff. I got like it's hard to even. List. I got so much good stuff. People are so generous. People from mainly people from English speaking countries, obviously from Canada, Ireland, uh, the UK, and Australia, send me a lot of stuff. Uh, I've had a lot of potato chips. I've had a lot of things. The thing that that I the candy that I liked most was actually I have a, the guy the guy who sent me sent me a whole bunch more of them was the Chomp Bar, which is kind of like. It's almost like a, if you imagine a one of those things of a Kit Kat, one of those uh, bars of a Kit Kat, yes. much bigger, but with caramel inside it as well. And uh, it's very, very good. And and um, I've never had Where's like I from? think it's it's from Australia. Oh. Um, there's and there's like it's a pretty normal can. It's not a, a, nothing unusual about it. But like I'm surprised we don't have anything like that here. Um, so that was great. Um, the thing that you know, in general, there's only one thing that somebody sent me that I never ate, and I'll tell you this. So I say it's the worst. <laughs> it's Sirstermang. Have you guys ever heard of Sirstermang? No, it's not. I think it's from Sweden, and it's this fish. It's fermented, rotten. I don't know if it's Vermont. It's fermented fish, Ew. and it comes in a can, and it's one. It's renowned as one of the smelliest foods in the world, and it's like one of those things that's famous. Like that, like it shows how what a tough like Viking type you are in Sweden that you wouldn't, that wouldn't, you would eat your surströming. And somebody sent to me, and the thing is it has so many things about it. Like you can't open it in the house. If you open it in the house, your house will smell like rotten fish forever. So you got to open it outside. And also you got to open it in a bucket of water under the water. So you don't get infected with the smell. And like at a certain point, I was just like, this is too complicated. It's it, it, I left it in my fridge until it expired and I threw it away. So that was the only thing I've ever, I, I didn't try. And it was probably, I'm glad I didn't try it. Maybe someday, but I don't want to have to go through all those. I don't have to go those precautions to avoid smelling like rotten fish for six months. Can you imagine how much, how hated you'd be if you went to the community pool and did that? Open it up underwater while people were inside. You just toss it in the water. <laughs> yeah, we're, you're banned for life here. So what? I gotta say, hold on before we go on. There was one thing, I, Bill. I don't know if you've ever had this happen, where. I re- as a kid, right? Do you remember Doritos 3Ds? Yeah, they still have those, or they're back at least. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on, back. When we were when we were kids, I remember I would always go to the store. I would get the giant bag of Doritos 3Ds, regular nacho cheese, right? And I would get like a two liter bottle of wild cherry Pepsi. Greatest combination of the world. How, how were you? Five hundred pounds. I don't know. <laughs> this didn't happen. <laughs> So it was, I love, I absolutely loved them. It was my favorite snack of all time. I would always get it right. And I remember, I would say maybe we were in, I was in sixth grade. And for some reason, Frito-Lay discontinued making Doritos 3Ds. Yes. Probably one of their most popular products that they've ever had. Right. So they stopped making them. You could go on eBay, you could find them, stuff like that. And when was it? Two years years ago. ago? Two years ago. Uh, I saw an advertisement, Doritos 3Ds, they're coming back. I got so excited. The day they come out, I go to the store, I'm walking down the chip aisle, and I see the bag. And I go, all right, it's a white bag. Whatever, not a big deal. I get them, but I don't really read the bag, right? So I bring them home. I take them out. I start eating them. And these things are, like, hot. And I'm like, why are they hot? Why are they spicy? They were never like this. They completely ruined them. So I look at the bag and it says chili cheese nacho. And I'm like, why would you do this? 
I was so curious. It was chili cheese nacho Doritos 3D? Yeah, that's what they are now. They have chili cheese ranch and chili cheese nacho. Like, what's the point? Wow. I didn't know that. That's weird. Yeah, Bill's got to try them now. Like, uh, I do. I, I kind of they're not bad. They're the same quality. They have the same quality, like the puffed, uh, the that puffed quality to yeah. it, like texture and everything is the same. But that flavor, because of the spice, it just ruined it. At least for me. Yeah, because I'm great at segueing. I'll go into a Brian said <laughs> continuing. Is there anything that was discontinued from a fast food joint that you wish they brought back that you had years ago? McRib well with that too I got a lot of them but I'll tell you the number one thing and the most obvious thing that everyone would agree with is the double decker taco from Taco Bell uh you know double decker taco was that thing it was taco but then you pasted uh there was a tortilla a flour tortilla pasted to the outside with a layer of uh, refried beans right and this was my favorite thing at Taco Bell it was many people's in the top of their list and they discontinued it early on in the pandemic when they, they really radically reduced the size of their menu. Um, but now they're back. They brought everything back. They've never brought that back. I know that they're going to probably bring it back with some fanfare at some point. But that is the number one thing that I wish that they would bring back. Also, there was a about seven years ago, McDonald's was doing these wraps. Oh, they my God. Doing, I was just going to yeah. say that. The snack wraps. <laughs> yes. Well, no, the snack wraps were the small ones. They also had these bigger ones. That yeah, yeah. They were kind of like pita type sandwiches. And they had one that had like Thai, sweet Thai chili chicken or something yes. like that in there. I love that one. And it was actually apparently fairly healthy for fast food. So like that one, I guess it was a huge pain to make and it wasn't profitable. But that was the other thing that I think of frequently when I think of fast food items. And then there's also the McDLT. The McDLT has a special place you guys are probably all too young to remember I, I, i've read i've actually sometimes when i'm bored i read discontinued items on like google <laughs> that's one that's on there along with like the mcdonald's pizza they tried in the yeah <laughs> yeah the mcdlt was a sandwich where there was it came in two parts the hot side and the cold side and the whole point was you're going to keep the hot side hot and the cold side cold so the cold side had the lettuce tomato and the cheese interestingly was on the cold side which I liked, many people didn't like. And it came in this contain- huge styrofoam container. It was such, so environmentally unfriendly that I think that's part of the reason they got rid of it because it was so much styrofoam. Um, but it was the best sandwich of all time at McDonald's. However, now they have something that's just as good, which is the Quarter Pounder Deluxe. Quarter Pounder, it's a Quarter Pounder, but it has lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise on it. It's essentially the same thing, um, except that the lettuce and tomato come out warm because they're on the sandwich. But it tastes better because they now use the fresh beef and all that stuff, you know. Well, and Brian said that they brought back the 3D nachos and he was expecting the regular and they ruined them. Is there anything they brought back that the taste was just different from when you remembered it and it just ruined <laughs> it for you? Oh, that's a good question. Because um, to me, no. it was, like Brian mentioned, to me, it was the McRib uh, when they brought the McRib back. I don't like oh, food I can't eat while I'm driving. I need to I'm be so able to with eat you. it. So if I have I to just... pull over and eat, I'm out. I'm out. Well, you can't eat McRib, but you'll get dribbled on. Uh, that's the thing. Like, it's hard to eat. It's, just, it's also hard to eat. Even a Big Mac, it's hard to eat. You got to go like this, and the lettuce, shredded lettuce is going to drop all over you. Yeah. Um, but I will say, I don't have an answer to that because I haven't found anything that they brought back that I didn't like. However, I did find stuff that I loved that I forgot that I loved. The no- most notable one being that chicken par- original chicken Parmesan sandwich from Burger King. Burger King. Yeah, yeah was good. they had that in the 1970s and they, they brought it back sporadically. I think the last time was like 15 years ago, but I brought yeah. it back this year 
it's their law that long piece of chicken on a long sub roll but with the um the parmesan with the tomato sauce and, and the mozzarella cheese it's really good and not it's not good in a way that modern fast food is good but it was like, the best thing on the menu in 1979 it you know i remember it fondly now here in new jersey uh brian could vouch for this too chick-fil-a is never not busy lines it's yeah we'll get to that like do you think what's the most overrated establishment that you think is out there as a whole, like if you had to, if you had to eliminate one establishment, one of the major players, you could never eat anything from there again. What would you pick off of your list forever? You know, it would probably be Chick Fil A, although it might be in an Outburger. Both of them are both both Chick Fil A and Outburger have a reputation that was generated 25, 30 years ago when the fast food market was very different. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no question that In and Out Burger was the best fast food burger available. From like 1948 to 2005, but now it's solidly in the middle of the pack, and it's not worth waiting an hour in line for. You know, people they no. wait hours in line. But it, however, if there's no line, it's good. It's a good. The price is good. It's yeah. always a good burger, but it doesn't deserve. It, it's not worth a wait. Period. Chick Fil A, in my opinion, has the same thing because Chick Fil A was only in the South until like about eight years ago when they started expanding all over the yeah. place. We have them here now. It's the same thing. Yes, there's always a line. However. And I have, have repeatedly confirmed this. It does not compare to Popeye's. None of the chicken offerings are any good, any near, nearly as good as any of the chicken stuff at Popeye's, which doesn't have a line. Um, you know, and so like I've had the sandwich multiple times. I've had the chicken nuggets multiple times, and they are very good, but they don't deserve a huge line. They don't. They're not worth a long wait, especially if there's a Popeye's anywhere nearby. The worst is when I'm driving and I forget it's Sunday and there's no line at Chick-fil-A and I'm like, wow, maybe I should go now. And I'm like, oh, they're not open. That's happened to me a few times. I, mean, I like their food, but it's not, again, it's not worth, a, it's not worth a wait. It's not worth a call. I agree with that. I remember, Scott, you remember there was a mall bias in the town called Woodbridge and they used to have a Chick-fil-A in the Woodbridge mall. Yeah. And like, I remember walking past it. It wasn't even in the food court. It was just like way in the back. Yeah, and yeah. I would always look at it. There would never be anyone there. And I'm like, how does that place stay in business? I never see anyone buying food there ever. And then they went out of business and I laughed about it. I was like, oh, that Chick-fil-A place is gone. And then what? Like 10 years later, now it's literally like you drive by one at any time of day and there's just cars down the road. And you're like, when did this happen? Yeah. I remember this because I used to see it in malls all the time. The yeah. entire time I was growing up, I never once ate there. It was never crowded. It didn't have this romantic, it didn't have this cult following and or this romantic reputation that it suddenly has, uh, that it now apparently has. And so people like the drive-thrus, the drive-thrus are well managed though. Both In and Out, I will say this, both In and Out and and Chick Fil A have that thing where people stand out stand in the drive-thru with clipboards and crap, and it goes fast. And they're far better managed than most drive-thrus. Yeah, no, you're right about that. Now, before we get to what's behind you, what you haven't eaten yet, and what you have in store for 2022, you once posted that, I think it was you, you found Wendy's Spicy Chicken Pringles, right? Yes. Okay, so that is awesome. And I actually saw it and found them as well. And I bought them just because they're on your Instagram story. And they did somewhat taste like a spicy chicken sandwich from Yeah, It was amazing. They were good. They They were good. What's another random thing you found being out by yourself and not sent to you that that was like very surprisingly good? 
Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese frozen pizza. Yes. Um, Chuck okay. E. Cheese. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese has a bad reputation for being a you know a messy place filled with kids' snot and like you know and just like it's a germ factory with kids running around and has shitty food. However, they went bankrupt at the beginning of the pandemic, and whoever and they were most of them were closed. Although I think some have reopened, they started making frozen pizzas, uh, and I was shocked. Like, I wouldn't say they're the best frozen pizzas I've ever had, but for a really regular pizza, like here's a cheese pizza, here's a pepperoni pizza, they were both remarkably good. They were on the seat. They were first runner up for surprisingly good item of the year. Yeah. Chuck E. Cheese always had good pizza, though. When we were younger, it was like the only thing that you can't really go there. Did they give you uh, an even amount of slices? Did you ever see uh, the thing on that? Where like at every cheese, what they do is like, let's say, uh, us three go in separately and we all order pizzas, right? And I eat uh, six slices, Scott eats four slices, Bill, you have six slices, right? So now they'll take those three, everything that's left over, and they'll build them into a new pizza <laughs> to give to someone and they reheat it. <laughs> oh my God, do they really do that? That's yeah, look it up. It's a, thing, it's a thing about uh, whenever anyone got a pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, it, the slices were never even. Like It was never evenly right. cut. So it made people question and say, like, are you piecing together pizzas <laughs> right. from old pizzas? <laughs> Phenomenal. That's amazing. Wow. I will look that up. And I'm also mad. You. Yeah, I'm also mad, Brian, that you didn't think I could eat six slices with both of you. But we'll, <laughs> I digress. <Okay>. I digress. <laughs> I'll tell you the good thing that I found just last week, and it just came out. This was the surprisingly the best thing I've had this year uh, by surprise was this new Doritos. The Doritos Flamin' Hot Cool Ranch, mm-hmm. where they're mm-hmm. Cool Ranch flavored, but they also have the Flaming Hot stuff on them. Um, they're, I would say they're my second favorite American Dorito um, after the Tapatio ones. And so like, they're, the, if you see those, they just came out. You can find them definitely at 7-Eleven at some grocery stores. Check those out too. How, many, how much do you try to avoid making something really simple your winner? Like if, if the best condiment of the year for you is just like a plain type ketchup or mustard... Is that hard to do because the awards you want to be something different? That's a great question. Well, the runner-up for mayonnaise, always the condiments, mayonnaise. The, this year, the runner-up for the best condiment was, was mayonnaise, was blue plate mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. So I don't, in general, something really simple is not going, well, not necessarily so, but it's rare for me to find, for instance, a new ketchup that I haven't already tried that would win the award. So, it, I mean, I'm not opposed to allowing that to happen, but it, it just doesn't seem to happen that much. All right. Yeah, that's fair. I guess that's fair. All right, uh, Bill, what do you have behind you right now? Explain, please. Okay. So if you're watching the video here, you see this is I have this is the stuff I have not yet gotten to um, that people have sent me from all over the world. Um, and there's you know there's a, it's actually about sixty percent potato chips and chip like things. There's these all uh, there's a number of some American chips, some Australian chips, some Canadian chips, <laughs> um, some Korean chips. <laughs> And also these things, um, there's some popcorn from Hawaii. Oh, there's these. Somebody told me these are really good. These are from Alaska. Kelp pickles. Apparently they've been, oh. apparently kelp, kelp makes really good pickles. I never knew. And so I'm excited to try these. Um, these are some, now this, I ordered these because I saw them online. The canned peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So these are supposed to be, they come in these plastic cans. So you, they can be sold in Coke machines, you know? Wow. And, and. They uh, last for you. They have a shelf life of like two or three years. Um, and 
there can't now this is what's disappointment about disappointing about these unfortunately is this it's not a sandwich it's a sandwich kit so you get it and there's like a there's like a you know there's a wooden thing like one of those wooden spoons you get for ice cream in there and there's a little packet of peanut butter and there's a little packet of jelly and it comes on like a whole wheat pita type bread which is also a big disappointment so these were i didn't even review these because they were such a colossal disappointment although i still might um i got uh let's see what it's here i got some this is good haggis you know if you're familiar with haggis which is one of the famous scottish dish which is the you know the what is it it's like awful boiled in a, a lamb's stomach or whatever i'm excited to try these haggis chips is that a is that a Willie's groundskeeper Willie throwback <laughs> reference? Yes, yes, it Coffee is. Coffee in the haggis. What's haggis? Yes. Yeah. Um, so I think, and then I have other stuff over here. I have a lot of hot sauces over here. I have a lot of stuff in the kitchen. I got sodas and things like that. So it's um it's definitely uh, an adventure to work my way through these things. Um, and I don't like. Uh, some of them I look forward to, others not quite so much. But I always want to give them a try. Yeah. Well, before before we let you go, Bill, because I know you have to go soon. Uh, what do you have planned for twenty twenty two? How are you planning on knocking out these chips and sandwiches? How are you going to hit them up once a month, twice a month? You're going to do fast food first, and are you going to have any new award categories maybe this year? Um, the categories are definitely going to be new. I shuffle them up every year. Um, I'm thinking about this year also having, rather than having celebrities, having um, viewers send do, do it just like, you know, people, guys off the street. If they can come from, if, if, with an interesting thing, like some guy who's doing it skydiving or some guy doing it at the Grand Canyon, like I'd like to have some visually interesting ones from, from viewers maybe this year presenting the awards. I might do that. And I've also been doing this year just for kicks i've been doing these tiktok style videos my last two and my one that i'm posting tomorrow are just nuts like you know like i don't know if you guys have tiktok but many of the videos on tiktok are just crazy like there's music and there's all sorts of crazy shit going on so the last i've just been doing that for my last three reviews i've been doing tiktok style reviews that are loaded to the brim with just crazy shit um while still having my usual review so um i'm going to do a little more of and also Twitter, I mean, sorry, Instagram promotes them. Like, interestingly, Instagram is always like, there's always some algorithm shit going yes. on, on, yeah. on Instagram. Like my regular videos get a certain number of viewers, but when I do these, it gets twice as many viewers, like, yeah. because they promote re- Instagram wants you to use reels, which is their TikTok ripoff. Nice. So if you do a reel, it gets the algorithm, picks it up. And, and it like, it always gets twice as many viewers as my regular stuff. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm also, I might take a trip. Oh, here's some other news. I might take a trip. I'm considering going to Idaho, which is six hours away because Idaho is the nearest place that has all the fast food restaurants that we don't have here, like Culver's and um, In-N-Out and all sorts of other ones that we don't have. We do have In-N-Out here, but I'm considering doing a drive like that and maybe having it be like an event on my Instagram. Um, I'm also also writing a book about this topic, um, about snack foods. Um, so, and I'm just started on that. So there's going to be a lot of, and, oh, here, lastly, um, I'm appearing on other TV. I'm a, I become the kind of food celebrity who gets to appear on TV shows talking about stuff. Good. So I do, I'm on, I'm going to be on somebody feed Phil when he comes to Portland and I, I filmed that last year. And actually my other favorite show besides better call Saul is this show called the food that built America. That's a great show. Channel. That's a phenomenal it is. show. I love it. I've seen yeah. it. I'm glad you watch it. I'm glad you watch it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So um, I'm going to be one of those people next year. I already filmed a whole bunch of segments about everything from like Carvel, Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. Um, 
uh, and, and top secret popcorn, overwhelming popcorn. I did, I did a lot of discussion of a lot of different topics, uh, and I'll be, uh, hopefully fairly frequently appearing in next season. No, that's a great show, Bill. That's awesome. Once again, the Steamy Awards, awesome. Uh, I'm glad that we linked up last year. It's cool to keep in touch with you. Uh, Brian and I are huge fans. So Thank you, guys. Uh, no, no problem, man. Thanks for coming on, uh, spending a Saturday morning with us two knuckleheads. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, uh, if, if there's nothing else, Brian, Bill, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much. It's always my pleasure to be here, guys, and I'm happy to continue advertising your show with your T-shirt as well. Um, I love it. All right, so thank you guys once again for having me. Um, check out the Steamy Awards and other videos at that Bill Oakley on Instagram, everybody.